What's really happening does not concern you. So just go on, watching your plasma TV, and the world will be run by the ones you can't see. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. All right. This is a lesson in preparedness because today I got an email saying that my channel on YouTube, the bombing run from the 12th, you know, the one where I said, wait a minute, where is Nancy Pelosi, right? She abdicated the throne, did it again the next day. And then the next day, what happened? Uh, her normal security team had been changed out for what looked like three female Capitol Police detectives. Two of them, we could see their badge. The third one looked exactly like the other two. I think that's what they were. Maybe they were just going to get a statement. Maybe they were, you know, all female because she's actually in custody and they go to the bathroom with her. We don't know. But it's certainly interesting, right? Like since those two letters, those two days in a row, I don't think she's picked up the gavel or taken her seat. If somebody knows differently, we'll find out. Um, anyway, so they send an email and said, you can't contest the election, which I didn't because, you know, we have our new president coming in tomorrow. He was fairly and duly elected in the fairest, most secure election ever in, in American history. That's what the government told us. Everything's fine. So anyway, they'll play their game. And it's also interesting to me that this happens on the 19th of all days. And it silences me for seven days right before, you know, all this shit's about to unfold. Coincidence? Maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> so there you go. And, and, you know, the funny part is I've been talking about this to the YouTube audience for a while saying this is coming, guys. Here's the other addresses. Here's the links. Go sign up. Go create accounts. And it looks like about 150 of them did. So it's just like when I went out and told my friends, hey, there's this thing called Bitcoin. It's $13.50. Y'all should buy it. The ones who did are multimillionaires, which is exactly zero of them. How many opportunities in life are you passing by? How many things are you coming upon completely unprepared for? You know, I've also been telling them, you know, keep your gas tank full in your, in your car. Uh, have some spare cash on hand in case we have, you know, four days of the banks not working. It's really not that hard. A thing to do, right? Make sure you have food and water for 10 days. Also not that hard to do and not really something you want to go without anyway. How many of them did that? How many, you know, and it's amazing to me, these people are 
a lot of them would think of themselves as patriots and uh, digital soldiers. That's, I think, the latest term. But, like, they can't be bothered to move from the enemy's platform. And it's not like they're there, uh, you know, spreading a message. Like, I'm on YouTube because that's where the normies are, and that's who I want to reach more than anybody else, right? How many of you guys have, or of these, this group has YouTube channels and not a single thing posted to you know, inform somebody or educate them about something they may not know. I mean, you can just do a little blog post. It's not that hard. And how many people do that? But they call themselves digital soldiers. It's amazing. Ah, okay. Let's go to, oh man, what is all this? Oh, that was my podcast stuff. Okay. We've got a couple bombing runs to go through. Um, I don't know where exactly I want to start. Bear with me for just a minute. There's a lot that happened today. We're definitely going to go through this Lynn Wood interview. Uh, I, I shouldn't call it a, an interview. It's a videotaped deposition. Uh, and I don't even know if it's a deposition, but like a a whistleblower basically telling his story. And this has been, you know, handed over and different people have copies of this. He's discussing the evidence uh, that they have and that various people have. It's, it's pretty revealing, talking about uh, assassination attempts on uh, SCOTUS and federal judges that uh, Chief Justice Roberts was doing, was engaged in with this group that he was part of. Pretty interesting. Um, okay, where do I even want to begin? Yeah, this is good. Okay, so we looked yesterday at, uh, or, or we talked about Joining us now the Solomon, stack high foot of, of uh, Russiagate documents and Obamagate documents that Trump ordered declassified and like, where were they? They were supposed to be out yesterday. They didn't show up. And then now all of a sudden... Uh, it looks like they've finally been pushed out the door to uh, this guy, I guess. And, and he's on Lou Dobbs kind of explaining what's going on. But first, there's some other things that he's cluing us into about the you know, insurrection at the Capitol and who's involved there. Best-selling author, great American. Uh, John, first of all, thanks for being here. This uh, news on a group of... Uh, comprised at least of a number of Oath Keepers, mm -hmm. uh, leading a mob, organizing a substantial number of it, agitating apparently and be, becoming provocateurs. Uh, your thoughts? Well, listen, I think the most important part in the indictment from the political question here in Washington is the FBI alleges these plans date to January 1st. There were detailed planning going back to January 1st six days before the riots began to carry out this violence. That is the FBI's now theory of the case in bringing these conspiracy charges. Why is that important? Mm -hmm. Well, we just heard Mitch McConnell a few hours ago say, well, the president incited this mob. It turns out that this attack was underway and being planned long before the president gave his speech. Because it was a false flag by the deep state to create their narrative, to be able to push the insurrection narrative. 
and hopefully turn some people against Trump. And of course, what do they have all their politicians do? Well, I was going to vote to uh, or sign on to uphold the Constitution, but after the events of today, I'm changing my mind. I mean, that's what some of these people actually, some of these senators actually got up and said. Kelly uh, Lofflier, one of them. And look at who her husband is. Runs the frickin' stock market. Remember the $50,000 Mal painting in her lobby, in her, the, her foyer of her mansion? Yeah, we see who that is. We see who those people are. When it comes down to it, mm, yeah, uh, the Constitution is not that important. I, I was rather scared today, so I'm going to ignore it. And, of course, who's behind it? It was a Reichstag, folks. No, the only difference is they didn't set fire to the fucking building because there's probably because there's too many Trump people that would have tried to stop it. They were trying to stop them from even breaking in in the first place. And now, supposedly, maybe, hopefully, the FBI has been flipped around and turned it into an internal investigation. And it might have led all the way back to Nancy Pelosi, which would explain the Capitol Police. Wouldn't it? And I think even the Washington Post begrudgingly acknowledged that the planning for this today, for the first time, begrudgingly acknowledged the planning for this was long before the president's speech. That's why this impeachment, was, when it was rushed as such, left out so much important fact gathering. And we're now just beginning to get the outlines of what appears to be a pretty well-formed a prior plot to attack the Capitol. And this is emanating from the FBI itself. It is from the intercepted communications of the uh, perpetrators and uh, 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 including even on the day of while they were storming the Capitol, these oath uh, keepers were uh, communicating with each other saying, let's stick to our plan. So in real time, they were referencing a plan. They went mm -hmm. back and found the early planning in electronic communications, uh, a very different story than what we were told in the first 24 hours, as often happens in a tragedy. We often find out much later the truth of what really happened. Yes, and I think that the, uh, the radical left in this country has a, a, a unique record uh, among all partisans uh, in trying to exploit any emergency, any crisis for political benefit. But to see Mitch McConnell, the uh, number one Republican in the U.S. Senate, pile on, uh, without any Turncoat, any evidence whatsoever of what he was alleging, and in fact, what he was alleging is now disputed by the FBI itself and its uh, charges against these uh, these militia members. Uh, it's outrageous to see what the rhinos are doing here. Uh, we understand that not only have the rhinos been also blocking blocking the release of the documents the president has been trying to, has declassified and is trying to release to the public. Uh, but now they are. Why do you think that is? Could some of them be implicated? Attacking the president, they won't be uh, attending uh, his farewell, uh, his departure uh, from Andrews Air Force Base, as I still call it. Um, instead, McCarthy and McConnell uh, and the bunch will be uh, absent. It, it, this is a vicious, vicious uh, number of people who I, I find contemptible. Uh, what do you think? 
Listen, I, I, the most important thing I'm focused on in now the 19 remaining hours that President Trump has in office is getting those declassified documents to the public. It's important to me to close the loop on all of the work that you and I and Sean and others have done. Um, and uh, I have confirmed with the FBI that the documents have been declassified and that they've provided a declassified set to the White House. I've confirmed for the White House that the order has been signed. I'm going to be working late tonight to make sure that before Donald Trump leaves office tomorrow, these documents make it into the American public. Because when you want to talk about the viciousness of the plot against the president or the misconduct with Christopher Steele and others is going to be laid bare by these documents, it will be the ultimate historical collection mm -hmm. showing just how bad the bureaucracy and other political leaders in Washington treated this president. So there's a race on to get him out the door that Biden is going to put a stop to because he's team deep state, right? As soon as they can, at least that's the narrative we're, we're being shown in this movie, right? Guys, I can't do shit about the fucking stream, all right? If you don't want to watch, don't fucking watch. I'm doing the best I can. There's a lot of shit going on. I don't know how to fix it right now. If you don't want to listen, then don't listen. But please stop putting comments in telling me the stream quality is shit. I know it. I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm trying to fix it. I have no idea what's going on, okay? Thank you. Can we go on with the show now? Oh, y'all drive me crazy sometimes. Okay. So he, he's basically under the gun to get this out before the clock runs out. And what's in there is going to kind of lay it all out, right? Of course, you know, we've also got the Senate report talking about the connections to China and the Bidens. You know, it's all starting to come out. But again, nothing's being done, right? Like nothing ever happens with any of this stuff. So is this time going to be different? And that's the big question. That's what all of this Q stuff, which we can finally say, because we're not on YouTube, I guess, <laughs> is uh, coming to a head, right? Like it's either it's time to put up or shut up tomorrow and we'll see what happens. And there's some really, really interesting things happening. So love you too, guys. Angry Sam is the best. Uh, it's just... I have patience, but only so much, <laughs> especially when it's distracting and like, you know, you can focus on what's going wrong or like what's going right and try and help improve things. And I, I'm in that, try and be in that latter category like this one. Let's look at this. Let's have some fun here. I fucking love this. On display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, I those lights, they're just shooting out. I mean, I think, I think Look, it's like almost extensions of Joe Biden's. They're arms Joe Biden's arms. America. Come here, America. Let me smell your hair. <sighs> oh, that smells so nice. Of remembrance, uh, outstretching. <laughs> His arms, on Who the tonight, fuck is this guy? So I mean, oh my God, what an embarrassment. And sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms. Outstretching Trash. these on arms. <laughs> oh, these people have no shame. No shame whatsoever at all.
All right. Let's see here. Uh, we've got troops, okay? Um, it's not, the, the, the number that we're hearing is 25,000. The number that's deployed is over 60, is 65,000. So as you're about to see here, you know, I've started this, the thread for the bombing run for today uh, with Michigan, and they've got these Humvees and uh, National Guard soldiers lined up outside the Capitol, just sitting there. You know, I don't even think they're blocking roads or anything, but sitting there waiting for orders. And if you scroll down here in Wisconsin, it well, looks like... Uh, some troops marching. Those kind of look like cops, though. I don't know. They might be National Guard. Let me blow it up here and see if if that clues us in. No? Okay, yeah. No, they're carrying uh, their uh, rifles. Those are troops. They just they had the helmets and the riot shields as well, which is kind of weird because you, you've got an automatic rifle. To try and hold both of those seems like it'd be, I don't know, maybe they're dropping them off or something. Okay. Here's Connecticut, and there's Humvees driving through downtown, escorted by local police. Military buildup in the great state of Kentucky. Here's a Humvee driving around the Capitol building, I think. I think that has the gun mounted up there on the turret. It, it might, but it's hard to say. And then Pennsylvania. What do you know? Same thing right here. Somewhere in here. Those look like just regular cops, though. I don't think that's military. Okay, Minnesota. They have, and they've got police out. I don't know if there was military in there or up there. Yeah, it looks like they just have the streets blocked off and have, uh, Blocked access to the Capitol. I don't know. Is that a military vehicle? Hold on. Let me see what the comment says. Uh, also has major troop and armory visitors, almost as if the Republic is being overthrown, A eh? In Georgia. Got Humvees parked in front of the steps and in front of the street, along with police. And California. Same thing, military trucks driving around, pulling into the complex. Washington State, there's a, probably a couple hundred troops marching around the Capitol building. I think it's uh, 17 state capitals that have 
uh, National Guard troops deployed at them right now. Why do you think that is? What do you think is about to go down tomorrow? We've got some theories we're going to look at. Now there's this one. where it's, this is in DC at the Capitol and he's zooming in um, and it's the patch from the 10th Mountain Division. But what some of the military guys are telling me in the audience is that it's, that's on his left shoulder, which is the last unit that you served with, I guess, or worked with and your right shoulder is your current. So we need to see the other shoulder. It's not necessarily uh, but, you know, as far as this Red 4 thing goes, I think Trump or, or sorry, Pence going out there and visiting with them uh, probably came with an order to uh, Red Team Go, Red Team Go. <laughs> I definitely need a button that says Red Team Go. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're still kind of waiting on that, but very interesting. Uh, let's see. We've got in the people that disgust me category. Oh, of course, it's already taken down. Well, what we had, let me see it again. Yeah. We may have to go over here to Gab and play it there if it will play. <laughs> There's one somewhere. Yeah, so here's the... Uh, National Guard commander saying that there's 65,000 troops. I want y'all to listen to this. Hi, good evening. I'm Dan Hogerson, the chief of the National Guard Bureau. And this evening, I'm visiting some of the 65,000 National Guard soldiers and airmen that are on duty today. Some of the 65,000 that are on duty today. So he's not saying in Washington, D.C., the number that we have there is 25,000 which means there's even more than that deployed. I don't know how many, how much of that is regular operations. Again, somebody in the chat, you know, has some insights on this kind of stuff. By all means, pipe up with some asterisks. Okay. Um, but that's, you know, Maybe they're just there to protect the Capitol and this is all going to go back to normal and nothing to see here, folks. Everything's fine. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, let's see here. I'm trying to find, I thought that he posted it. I like this tweet right here. The last four years was either a giant sting operation or a very sad ending. Tomorrow you will find out. Uh, anyway, that video that I was trying to play and I'm trying to find in here, uh, it's somewhere out there, is like Junior and I think his uh, Trump Junior and his wife uh, saying the best is yet to come and doing their cheesy I'm a politician thing. Uh, anyway, uh, they're kind of beating the drum saying it's not over, folks. Sure seems like it, doesn't it? We shall find out. Um, okay. So, oh, no, 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 no. I know what this was. 
well, that was the previous video. So right here, what I'm starting the, the start of the bombing run out on the 18th with was this picture uh, that was Obama in a jail cell. Now he's wearing khakis and a, like a button down shirt and he's looking out the window, looks down at the bed and people are kind of passing that off and suggesting Obama's in jail. Ha, ha, ha. And no, it was him touring Nelson Mandela's jail cell years ago. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of crap floating around. We're going to look at some more of that. But like this was a great example. Of course, what uh, Ezra from Gab would say is uh, uh, that Obama has been in Gitmo since 2018. He's been replaced by a body double actor. It seems pretty crazy, but who knows? Uh, these replacements have since been working out to, to map out their corrupt corruption networks like we talked about yesterday. Uh, and do you now see why they say every lie will be revealed? And I think that part's coming if this is true. That that's, it's going to stretch so much further than we could have imagined. And when we play this uh, whistleblower that Lynn Wood released today, I think you guys will see kind of how, uh, how far... Uh, I don't even know if corrupt is the right word for it, but just how evil it is and what these people are doing and what they've been, how they work and on and on. It's going to be interesting, I think. Okay. They're dropping like flies. Here's a U.S. megachurch pastor who was a spiritual advisor to Bush and Obama, sentenced to six years for his role in a 3.5 million Chinese bond fraud scam or, you know, whatever. Interesting. And, of course, right below that, uh, the U.S. scientists who worked for, uh, this is one of the scientists that the MIT professors, I believe, uh, was basically arrested. They they came out and made this announcement, but I thought this arrest, this specific one, there's been several, happened months ago, but I, I think this is worth listening to. It's fairly short here. We're here today to announce three separate cases highlighting the ongoing threat posed by Chinese economic espionage and research theft in the United States. Federal investigators at the Lexington home of 60-year-old Dr. Charles Lieber today, moments after his arrest at his Harvard office. The complaint alleges that Dr. Lieber signed a contract with the Chinese University in Wuhan and was paid up to $50,000 per month, plus up to $158,000 in living expenses. The chair of Harvard's chemistry department, he also allegedly received more than $1.5 million to set up a research lab in China, all while working at Harvard and receiving multiple research grants from the U.S. Department of Defense and National Institutes of Health. Also charged today, two Chinese nationals, 29-year-old Yang King Yi, who worked as a scientific researcher at Boston University. I wonder if that's one of the institutes. What was it? The Confucius Institute that Pompeo was tweeting about that we covered a couple of days ago. And with the padlocks replacing the Chinese flags of the hundred or so of those institutes, like I think that's their, their feet on the ground to uh, probe these guys and warm them up to the idea. And then they make the deal and handle the payments and who knows what else. I think that's, what we see going on here.
Please get a Prince Andrew spitting image puppet for your next show. Gislaine Maxwell, have you looked over the unsealed documents? I've not seen them. Are they out? If they are, I definitely want to want to look at those. Uh, we're still waiting on the frickin' Russiagate stuff to come out sometime tomorrow. All right. So that that's basically what we've been talking about for a while now, right? Is all of this stuff that's been going on in the universities. Now, on the 18th, yesterday, the marshals swore in 4,000 troops. They did additional ceremonies inside, so I don't even know how many of these guys have been deputized. Um, now, again, some of you guys are saying this is normal. They do this kind of thing. At, of course, deputize them as marshals means they can go after federal fugitives and arrest them gives them like powers of arrest as well as other things why do you need all those people deputized is it because they just have so many rioters coming that they're they're going to need all these people arrested or is it something else i don't know okay here's another one where I think people kind of got it a little wrong. Listen to this. Saying what the current threat level is, do you have what you need in place to counter it? Good morning, uh, sir. I do believe we have everything. Uh, if I can first say um, happy holiday for Dr. Martin Luther King, and please allow me to say how proud I am of the almost 25,000 National Guardsmen who have come in from all 50 states and territories to help support the Secret Service and the police departments that with a peaceful transition of military power. Good morning, sir. Good. Okay. With a peaceful transition, some people are hearing to, I think he's saying of military power, but from who, to who, to whom, whichever way that works, uh, I think is the important question. It's not one that he's, he answers or is going to answer, but it's one that I still have. Okay. We are at war, just not sure with whom yet. Yeah, I think that's an appropriate comment <laughs> because the sides are all blurred because there's so much infiltration, right? And that's, oh, oh, crap. What did I do? Okay. I think I might've, hold on. Okay, we're back. All right, more on the misinformation uh, camp, you know, camp, I guess. This was something that came out from the, the boards, right? And it says, I'm going to read it to you. I work at a mid-sized TV station, and I'm like, okay, where and what city or what, what region we just had a visit from the FCC along with two people with badges. I didn't get close enough to see what agency they were with. I've been told to prepare for all of our programming to be preempted from 8 a.m. Wednesday for up to 72 hours. <gasps> this is it, guys. It's coming. The big, it's coming. They told my boss he can be held criminally liable if he doesn't allow their feed to air. So we'll make it, you know, add a little drama. 
He was almost in tears saying, I've never seen anything like this after 30 years in the business. They scared the shit out of him and the district manager. And so what happened with this? Well, Charlie Ward went on and said that he has a source who said they're, they're preparing to shut down the TV. For, basically repeated this. I rarely, I don't think I ever really see him show his sources. Same thing for Simon Parks. We're going to get to him in just a minute. But, you know, when I read this, specifically the second paragraph here, quote, we've been told to prepare for all of our programming to be preempted. Okay, the emergency broadcast system, um, yeah, it just preempts your programming. There's nothing to prepare for. It comes on and it overrides. So, like, what the fuck are you preparing for? They sent out a letter saying that it needs to work and you shouldn't turn it off and that it needs to be accessible to the handicapped and visually impaired and so forth. Or the, the impaired, whatever it was. But there's nothing to prepare for an emergency broadcast. That's why it's an emergency fucking broadcast in the first place. So, like, these guys take this stuff, turn it into a source... And then pretend like it's real. Now, is there some substance to something like this happening? Yes, because we had the FCC issue the order. We covered it in a bombing run. Uh, you know, telling these these stations, all the stations, it was an FCC bulletin to everybody saying, make sure your uh, emergency broadcast systems are in working order. So there's some substance to this, but... Does this make sense? You also, you know, this is a mid-sized TV station. Okay, are they going around to all the mid-sized TV stations? You know, probably not, because that's in the thousands, and we'd have dozens of reports like this, wouldn't we? You know, maybe they're just going to the major uh, markets. That makes sense. You know, you've got a certain cities that are democratically run that could be, you know, preparing to riot or something and need to get the truth and see this to prevent that maybe they're going out to those uh but again this is one report it doesn't make sense the way it's being presented you don't have to prepare to be preempted that's why you're preempted and it's you know it kind of reads like propaganda because oh They'll be held criminally liable. And he was almost in tears. And I've never seen this. But it's so scary. So I'm pretty suspect of this one. Okay. We did Tyler, the Winklevoss twins and Bitcoin yesterday. Pulled that one out. So, of course, um, we talked about how Defense Secretary of Defense, Christopher Miller, PSYOPs guy, uh, basically told uh, the NSA to accept his guy, his GOP guy, as general counsel. And Pelosi is like, oh, no, by, by no means should you do that. It's highly irregular and highly suspect. And like, you know, from the top level, yeah, it is. Like, it could be a way... Uh, that Trump is just throwing a roadblock in, an obstacle, you know, creating some friction to get rid of him and undo what they've done, uh, perhaps. 
of course, it could also be, oh, he, they're, they're going to totally change the tune over there at the NSA and we're going to be screwed. Because, you know, think about what the lawyer for the NSA does, responds to legal requests, right? What if the NSA stonewalling has been from one of these lawyers who's, you know, an obstacle that's just been removed? and replaced with somebody who's going to lawfully respond to the requests all of a sudden and get this information out. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I suspect that's the kind of thing that's actually going on, not, oh, he's just trying to poison the well. Okay. I like this. Uh, Trump put out an executive order on protecting Americans from overcriminalization through regulatory reform. And it's like, I, I tweeted out that it's like he read, I read the first paragraph, I actually meant the second one. Uh, and it's, I thought, did this guy listen to my show on all the regulations and stuff? Because that's exactly, and the legal system and how you need $400 an hour interpreters and so forth. In interest of fairness, this is from section one of the executive order, in the interest of fairness, Federal criminal law should be clearly written so that all Americans can understand what is prohibited and act accordingly. Some stat like what you should be able to read it and understand it <laughs> and know what you should and shouldn't do. No, that's crazy. Trump, you are a madman. Some statutes have authorized executive branch agencies to promulgate thousands of regulations, creating a thicket of requirements that can be difficult to navigate. And many of these regulations are enforceable through criminal process and penalties. Right. And that's every bit of the problem. That's what's driven all of the manufacturing out of here. And we're going to go through Trump's kind of farewell speech here soon. And that's one of the things that he brings up about bringing manufacturing back. He understands You've got to have, you've got to produce something, right? You can't just have people that consume. You've got to produce something and have something to trade. And he's done, you know, quite a bit uh, from that. So that's why we're going to actually watch that here in a little bit. I want you guys to see uh, the kinds of things that have been accomplished. Okay. Uh, some statutes have authorized executive branch agency. Oh, no, we read that. Uh Okay, so in one of the subsections, it's saying should be explicit with uh, about which conduct is subject to criminal penalties. Agencies should consider administrative or civil enforcement of strict liability regulatory offenses rather than criminal enforcement of such offenses, which basically means like, oh, crap, I didn't know we weren't supposed to do that uh, versus fuck you, we're doing it anyway. That's where you go with criminal they're saying, you know, you, you should be taking a helpful approach, not a, uh, you know, velvet glove approach, which is the way it should be. This is what Brian Brooks has been talking about with crypto and actually going out and doing. I tweeted about him, have a man crush on him. <laughs> he is the financial Ron Paul of the government, right? He went in and just straightened a bunch of things out that really needed clarity and did it quickly and efficiently and effectively. And it was like, great job. Okay. Uh, criminal prosecution based on regulatory offenses is most appropriate for these persons who know what is prohibited or required by the regulation and choose not to comply thereby causing or risking substantial public harm. So that was the thing about 
you know, only go after the really bad actors who are intentionally harming people. So, I, you know, like I think I th that's one of the things that's needed. You want to bring back the regulation, the uh, industry, you've got to get rid of the regulations that drove them to China in the first place. It's gotten so ridiculous to try and do business in the United States that, you know, it's such a barrier to entry that only the wealthy can afford to do it. And that's why this country's been dying and is, you know, just been hollowed out from the inside. Because of all these policies, all these regulators, all these regulations, all these hoops to jump through that restrict the market that raise the barrier to entry, raise the cost to entry and restrict, you know, the entrepreneurs that can even begin to address some of these problems. And that's where our innovation comes from. And when you kill that and you kill innovation, you end up being subservient and dependent on somebody else, somebody else's charity. Uh, okay. Interesting take here. Uh, this is a video showing, uh, or it's not a video, sorry. This is a story about the Pentagon has deployed hundreds of active duty troops for inauguration security, including service members, um, handling chemical, biological, nuclear, radio, radiological explosives, and medical teams skilled in trauma response, right? Interesting. Uh, they also do extractions. I actually went and read the article from, I think it was from Politico or another one that I found. And there was uh, extraction teams. And uh, so it was more than just this. But the fact is that these are active duty military, not National Guard, operating within the U.S. borders. Right? And that's a violation of posse comitatus unless... Something has changed, right? And that's what this guy's pointing out here. Red pill daily dose. Uh, flow, flow mindsets on Twitter. Uh, would be a violation of Posse Comitatus Act. This is not possible unless certain acts have been declared. Insurrection Act, martial law through emergency declaration, external threat, DEFCON, or wait for it, presidential emergency action document, PEAD. I don't know why he's pointing that out, but maybe there's some speculation that that's happened. <clears throat> We're going to look at something along these lines that's rather interesting. In fact, uh, you know, we could probably go do that now. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, here's the, yeah, here's the Trump one that I was thinking of. Let me see if it'll play. No. Okay, yeah, it is broken. Um, hang on, you know what, I think I... Oh, yeah, I know what I want to find. No, no. Let me go back here. I guess I don't have what I thought I did. Bear with me for just a minute, guys. I'm trying to... Yeah, I know I tweet. I guess I tweeted them out but didn't put them in the bombing run or the thing got broken again. Okay. Um, well, let me just wrap up this, this daze right here. So, House bills entered, been introduced. 
to build a fence around Congress. You know, the White House didn't used to have a fence. Then it did. Then it got upgraded. Now we're getting the Capitol with a fence, right? Because the people love them so much. That's why they need these taller and taller ivory towers. Speaks volumes. Of course, here's the New York Vaccination Center. They rented out this um, event center. I don't know what this is. It's somewhere in New York. And it's, you know, because they were going to be vaccinating thousands of people per hour, as you can obviously plainly see right here in this giant 10,000 square foot room that you know, maybe has a few people back there at the counter working the rest. Mm, not so much. What is going on? Like half the, the people in nursing homes refuse the vaccine. Half the medical workers refuse the vaccine. They don't want it. Maybe the risk isn't the risk that we've been told it is. Oh, that'll get me kicked off YouTube for sure. <laughs> Maybe they've been lying to us about all of this bullshit. Of course, it is a real thing. It is, it is harmful to people, but okay. Uh, the Biden Center has allegedly failed to disclose 70 million in gifts from guess who? China. You said China? Uh, I don't have my dinger button. Uh, since 2017, including $22 million from an anonymous donor. Yeah. Oops. Uh, you know, just $22 million, No big deal. <laughs> it's for the big guy. Hey, hey. Come on, man. There we go. <laughs> this is a national emergency. Okay. Um, all right. I want to look and see if I can find... I know I tweeted out uh, a series of screen captures from Linwood's Telegram. And I want to see if I can find those for you guys. Um... Nope. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, there's finally. Oh, my God. No, Here no, they go. Not... Oh, my the God. best is yet to come. Oh, my God. No, no, that's not going to work. Louder. Sorry, that was loud. The best is yet to come. Stand by. The best is yet to come. The best. She looks. I bet she's uh, in certain quadrant on the crazy hot matrix. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> she did that a little too convincingly for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shoot. Shoot. Well, I don't even know if I want to bring this thing up. Hold on. Let me see if I can. No, hold on. So Linwood put these tweets out about this interview. And if somebody can, you're not on YouTube anymore, go nuts. Uh, okay, 
if somebody has that tweet that I'm looking for, you know where it is, and you can send me the link, please do. Uh, I took all these damn screenshots, tweeted them out, and now I don't know where they are or what happened to them. I know they're in here somewhere. And I'd like to read them because it makes a point that I think is worth making, but now, like, I don't even see them anywhere. Ah. Yeah, I don't know where they are. No, it can't be that far back. Okay. Well, there's a section in here where he's talking about Pence. Um, Vice Pre okay, so here it is from Linwood. Uh, you guys won't be able to see that. You will, that right there. So from his Twitter, it's saying, uh, or from his Telegram group, it's saying Vice President Pence must resign today. Pence is on videos captured by the FBI discussions about murdering judges. Roberts was involved. So was Hillary Clinton. Okay. So that's what he posted. And then, of course, Simon Parks tweets out today. Pence considering resigning. What's your source? Well, I'm going to guess that it's this guy. That it's Len. That he, they never disclose that. Never say why or anything like that. But I think they're just trying to like take little tidbits, turn it into their sources, and then, you know, get half a million YouTube views. Because people want to hear the juicy stuff, right? Even if it's not really factual or doesn't really make sense logically. It's, uh, it's sad. Okay. So there you go. That's what I think of those two characters. All right. Let me see. I think we covered that. We covered that. This was fantastic. Uh, I don't know how much I want to go into this, but James Wood, Correction Project Veritas, of what I was doing. So just to demonstrate how difficult had it is some panty waist reporter talk to him, a write a story about him not wearing a mask and refusing to put it on when he was while he was drinking coffee. <laughs> and there he is showing someone drinking coffee with the mask on. This is why you don't do it. And he forced them the to print a retraction. Is in fact a whistleblower, someone who himself, herself, will be doing the whistleblowing, not the other way around. Uh, so basically, he's got this wall in his office. This is retraction number 330, where he forces these journalists, reporters, to re retract what they said and issue a correction, or he sues them. <laughs> this is so... Awesome. It's a great video. I like him. Uh, you know, I don't always like some of his methods, but I, I think he does uh, a tremendous job for getting these, this kind of corruption exposed. Okay. Let me see here. Well, guess who's departing from the CIA? None other than Gina Haspel. It has been my greatest honor of my life, the greatest honor of my life, to lead this organ, this remarkable 
criminal, drug dealing, murdering, child trafficking cartel. Or it just says organization there. I can't tell exactly. I depart deeply proud of the work we have done together, the triumphs we have achieved, the threats we have overcome to our uh, deep state, corrupt, criminal enterprise. And the instruments we have made or the investments we have made for the future. He's talking stashes of drugs and money. <laughs> Director of the CIA, Gina Haspel. Good job, Gina. Good job. I'm so surprised, aren't you? All right. Oh, here's what I was looking for. Yeah. So here's the tweets. You know, if you guys want to go and read that, that's on my Twitter account, To the Lifeboat. Or it's not To the Lifeboats. There's a link on YouTube, but yeah, I don't know. Um, let's just actually, we'll, we'll go through the video and maybe read these at the same time if I can. I'll just pull those out. I think that's probably worth doing now. And then we'll wrap up with Trump's speech. Okay, here we go. Epstein and... Supreme Court Justice Roberts initially would have met, or how that relationship would have developed? How they would have met? Uh, I think he met when uh, he was uh, under Bush, uh, not too long after he was uh, appointed, mm -hmm. uh, somewhere along there, just a, a basic meeting powerful people, something like that. He did help him with his adopted children. Uh, from what uh, was said there and what was, you know, discussed openly in this uh, little dirty trick squad, <clears throat> the children. Now, remember the whole thing with adoptions that Linwood's been telling us about for a while and a couple that maybe Obama's kids, right? I mean, you've seen the, if you've ever looked at the pictures, it's clear as day. Those two are not their parents and they've got the parents. The one looks like the mom, the other looks like the dad, 100%. Are, are not genetically brother and sister, but they're raised that way, so that's more valuable to them. Uh, one, if not both, were originally from Wales, but they were in the Epstein channels and were easily removed from their version of foster care to Ireland, which has much more open adoption type records for, and he facilitated this for Robert so he could adopt them both at the same time. There's a little gap, but it was just paperwork. And that was him. Uh, Epstein had done that for him. So um, they, they had met, they had worked together, and he was known in favors at some point. Was this something uh, Supreme Court Justice Roberts would have paid for, or is this a, you know, a favor exchange to Epstein to link with, up with these children? Or uh, I don't know at that point. Uh, it's, it's possible it could be either one. I don't think there would be a pain at that point. It's more for his position. There would be something in fact of favor. But I don't know either one that was done. He facilitated it. Mm. Was there payment? Was it favor? I can't say. Okay. Uh, can you can you go into any more details on Supreme Court Justice Roberts with these children and the circles that he ran in, as far as you're aware? Uh, children are often used as a commodity, a way to buy yourself into certain inner circles. And these people are all wealthy. They're all powerful, and they won't trust you unless you're as compromised as they are. So you, you provide children to them, your children, adopted children, whatever. This is how they trust you. You're as dirty as they are.
Wow. Are you seeing how this underworld runs? Do you know how it's kept its secrets? Not be exposed because you can't expose them. They can't expose you. And they have it corrupted from the top. Literally, Obama right on down. The heads of all these agencies. And it's not just U.S., it's global. They've got Jeffrey Epstein's in every major country. The crown, the, the British government had Jimmy Seville doing the same thing Epstein was doing. There's another guy in Canada doing that for their government. Of course, Trudeau is hated. He won in this surprise election. Yeah. It's just the 30, you know you're safe. And they said this is a way for them to buy their way into these inner circles and get access to whatever. It's the children are the payment and the dirt and the control. Now, who else would we want to talk to, or is there any additional documentation that we could pursue to solidify what you're saying here today? The FBI has copies of the videos from the FISA surveillance. Uh, the, it was discussed, but I can't prove it that Roberts had a copy. Uh, Rod Rosenstein certainly has a copy. Uh, Sean Henry of CrowdStrike, who was FBI at the time, uh, he took two copies back to FBI with him. So the copies were made, and then uh, it was actually Sean Bridges who encrypted them and gave them the keys. So there are copies out there. And who would be on these tapes uh, most likely, as far as from your conversations in the, the trick squad? From, uh, from just those tapes, I was talking about the copies. Mm -hmm. That would be Roberts, or excuse me, uh, uh, those would be uh, Pence and his two lovers and the younger ones. Uh, they were also, um, they would do the same thing. Pence and his two lovers. And remember, he's an envelope holder. What, I, I know it sounds crazy, but what did Ezra tell us happened to the envelope recipients? They got plucked out and replaced. I don't know. Sounds crazy. I'm, I'm with you there. But I, do you understand the magnitude of what we're talking about here? Do you remember, uh, what is it, Jerry, uh, the, the um, Golden Globes guy? Gervais or whatever it is. Um, do you remember him talking about the Hollywood foreign press? Do you remember what the Hollywood foreign press is code for? What I thought that meant and how they're just racist. They, uh, you know, he repeated that narrative multiple times through that speech. They're all very racist, the Hollywood foreign press. What kind of kids? There's a document. I don't know if it's real. Supposedly a Bush indictment. They're claiming, oh, it's, it's verified, but then they don't show their source of where it's verified. And as you see, you know, from like Charlie Ward and Simon Parks, if you're not showing me your sources, I'm pretty highly fucking suspect of what you're telling me, right? If you can't point to, here's, here's the basis that I'm forming my opinion on. That's why when I do this stuff, I try and trace it back to where did it originate? Where did it come from? That's what you have to do to get to the bottom of some of this stuff, as well as, you know, reading in the comments to see what things people are going to say about what's being presented. 
You've got to be open to other ideas, other perspectives on it. Uh, illegal surveillance, or sometimes vice versa. This was mostly in the country. Illegal surveillance with um, Robert's children and whomever they were with. When they set it up, we knew that they weren't going to be exposed because Chief Justice Robert's children. And please keep in mind that these children have been abused since birth, and we don't want anything else happening. They, they've already lived through hell. They don't need anything else. But they were. Again, loaned out for these different groups, and they did surveil many of them. Okay. Now, you also have said in past inter in past discussions <clears throat> that there was a a plot that Roberts was allegedly a part of, where they discussed murdering other judges on the What's Supreme the Court under a Hillary administration. Can you give me some amplifying details on that? This is something the FBI has set up under their guidance from the political people. Going to be a false flag. Uh, this has gone out two years almost before the election. And it was a, a sovereign citizen group. Obama did not want any terrorism unless it was white terrorism. So this is a sovereign citizen group that the FBI had infiltrated and armed and instigated against other targets. They were for the most part uh, pro-America, but they were racist in some of their origin, uh, origins. They were, uh, a lot of them were divorced fathers with a grudge against the court system anyway, and the FBI people had infiltrated and exploited this. They moved them up to the level of uh, assassinating federal judges, uh, political people, uh, things like that. You want the names? I can, I can tell you. Uh, so anyway, uh, part of their plot was um, various types of attacks on the Supreme Court to uh, take out as many judges as they could. Uh, Roberts was aware of this. He actually provided uh, some scheduling. So apparently the justices are not all there at one time. They come and go as they please. And involved in a plot to murder a Supreme Court justice is what's being alleged here. These three will be working on something, these three. And he provided them. Do you think they'd want to kill him for revealing this? This to uh, the group so they could finalize their plans. They were very, very close in what they were trying to do. Uh, they were giving them explosives, all types of automatic weapons. They had rocket launchers. And <clears throat> uh, they were very close to it. They were going to uh, assassinate uh, Epidemic Sailors, a federal judge of Massachusetts, Martha Coakley, uh, Lisa Monaco, and her family. They were going to make that look like a home invasion and film it until later when they needed it. Uh, I want to make sure you heard that. They're talking about going in, breaking into a federal judge's house, killing that federal judge, recording it with a body cam or something, so that later they could go to somebody who is a federal judge, hold their phone up, and play a federal judge being murdered. What do you think that would do? What would you do if you were a federal judge, somebody was coming in, telling you how to rule on a case, telling you what you need to dismiss, allow, not allow? Would you fight that? 
or would you do it and then become compromised? That's the system that they've built. And nothing Trump's doing here, you know, it, it, you know, we take the best case scenario of all this Q stuff, the best possible outcome here doesn't fix this. It doesn't fix this from happening because it's the monopoly on violence. It's the fact that only the government courts can determine justice and that there's no competition to weed out bad actors that allows this kind of thing to happen in the first place and for it to get to this level. Like, this is so extreme. And this is, like, normal to these people. And that's what I think is going to be so shocking uh, to the normies when all this comes out that these guys traffic and trade and murder children as a means of doing business. And this was their initial attack plan and then the Supreme Court. You know, this was a group I had infiltrated on their request. And when I found out what they were doing, that they were going to attack these judges, when they were going to attack the Supreme Court, I tried to end around them. I had minders, people kept tabs on me. I had FBI minders, but I tried to end around them and expose it. And uh, I took all the evidence, I went to Homeland Security, who uh, were overwhelmed and uh, called in the FBI. And then the DOJ, which came right back on me, and they picked me up. Just a few weeks later, when they found out who I was, and uh, but the damage to their plots had been done. They did uh, uh, get close to assassinating people up there. Uh, Lisa Monaco, the judge were under 24-7 security. Uh, Martha Coakley had uh, in-state security. And it did prevent them from going after the Supreme Court, although their plans were all out. They had maps, they had the weapons, they had everything planned. So at least it prevented something like that. Now, were the teams that were supposed to do the actual operations against the judges, were those Americans or were they foreign? No, they were Americans. Okay. Uh, a third would be the sovereign citizen group and two-thirds would be FBI people mm -hmm. or people working with the FBI. Uh, they uh, they were going to get rid of them anyway. They actually have recordings of uh, they're planning on the phone with me as you know, part of this group, and then they uh, did not hang up the phone. They did not kill the phone, and uh, we were listening to them talk about killing me and my wife, things like that. And another time, they actually butt dialed me, and uh, we're talking about he was on the phone talking to various people and about their plans, about who they're going after, and what they were going to do to us, because we knew too much, and we were outside at the time. So uh, they could not do their plan. We, had, we had got the people under surveillance. We saved them. I was credit for saving them. Uh, they were very upset that their plans had gone to crap, very upset with me, especially when they came and picked me up. But it stopped it. Uh, their plans were written out. They were like they had maps, they had surveillance, they had quite a bit of equipment. What was the timeline that they were hoping to do this in? This would be uh, right after, within the first year of Hillary Clinton's presidency. She was not supposed to lose. Uh, so this was all planned up, and it was it was more than just that. It was it was twofold. They wanted to pack the court, uh, take out as many as they could. Uh, Roberts was actually helping because he didn't want to be one of them. And he wanted some uh, choice in who would be on the bench after that. He wanted to maintain some form of control 
So he did provide information. But um, it was supposed to be done within the first year of Hillary Clinton's campaign so that they could ban firearms as well but uh, and pack the court. So they had plenty of time to do that. That was their two main goals. Do you believe the death of, uh, of Anton Scalia was a part of this same plot? Or is that, do you know if that was a separate? Uh, it's the same people. He was a, a backup plan. He was their biggest threat, I mean, the most conservative justice. Uh, justice Scalia, uh, actually, I believe he found out about this. The, the plans, and he went to the White House like a week before his death. I believe he found out what they were trying to do. When they moved uh, away from the overall attack of where these people lived, or, uh, you know, they would attack around the holidays when more than one justice would be in their home, things like this. And again, Roberts was providing this. But uh, they had to take him out. He was seen as their biggest obstacle. So the same basic group that was involved were uh, given access uh, to the ranch where he was found. Uh, they talked about how they did it. They had a couple different options, but it was discussed prior to his death, what they intended to do, where they could possibly do it, how they could do it, who they would need. Uh, the records are there at the Seabolo uh, Ranch. Uh, one person was brought in, as, there was three men. Uh, one person was brought in as a temp worker. The other two, same team were brought in as servants from a group that was there hunting. And uh, they discussed how it was done, uh, that uh, they used Dimso, dimethyl suboxide, which is a, a fairly inert chemical, just goes through your skin. But if you mix it with a poison or a drug or something like that, it'll go directly in your system and overload you. I believe that's why he was found with the pillow over his face. He was struggling to breathe. He couldn't breathe, he was choking. And this particular chemical you can tailor to the person if they have a drug problem you can put fentanyl in it and overdose them if they have a heart condition it take very little to go directly in and be like a direct injection into the heart of course when you have cia connections like that this is this is the kind of thing you have access to right all of the good uh you know ways to kill people without anyone knowing and like they pass that whole thing off as I forget what the excuse was, but just natural natural causes. And of course, they found him with the pillow over his face. He's saying he was probably trying to gasp for air or something because they gave him too much of this drug. But then the drug doesn't show up in the medical tests because it's a, a you know national security. We use this against our adversaries, and if we tell the American public, well that would end its, its usefulness because they would de develop a test to detect it. So we're going to keep this secret while they're using it to assassinate political opponents. And this, that, that was just the first one. There were others that were planned. But again, his, him tipping off DHS put surveillance on him, and they had to call their plans off. That's how deep this rabbit hole goes. And, uh, and I, I haven't even made it to the end here yet, so I'm hearing this the, for the first time. They, uh, they talked about how they did it, and the Roberts is on the phone uh, with these people discussing the uh, successor. He wanted a say in it because now it was only going to be one person. He wanted to pick that person, and he wanted a say in who was going to take it. And, of course, there was a lot of people that were talking about Eric Holder taking it, all kinds of people. But he wanted a say in 
who was going to take over uh, Justice Scalia's spot. And uh, I don't think he got it. I mean, obviously it didn't happen because uh, President Trump was here. But uh, he, he did want it, and this was all prior to discussions and him complaining that he wasn't getting any say prior to his death, his son's death. So it was well known. And so aside from the, aside from Roberts being winning on this, did Rosenstein or anyone outside of the White House, had they been made aware of the plans, perhaps in Hillary's camp that you could speak about? Well, Hillary Obama knew about it. I mean, it was supposed to be done under her watch her mm -hmm. first term so that they could pack the court. They were fully aware of it. Uh, Rod has an intense hatred of Hillary, even though he worked with him and he had to. He's not fond of Obama, really. He's only fond of himself. But this was plans that they enacted through them, and Rod was integral in running the hammer system through Baltimore. Okay. So... They're all connected behind the scenes, engaging in this kind of criminal enterprise. And you guys wonder why we can't get a laptop out of the FBI. Two laptops out of the FBI. Because the, this, is, this is how corrupt it is. Top to bottom. And what's presented to you, the American people, is just... A, a fucking stage show. It's an act. And they know it. And these are the people that, like, you want your kid, you, you indoctrinate your kids to look up to as leaders. It's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people. Okay. Let's cover, yeah, I think that's it. Let's cover this farewell address. I think it's worth, worth doing. My fellow Americans, four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild our country, to renew its spirit, and to restore the allegiance mm -hmm. of this government to its citizens. In short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again, for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and He throws out some words in his speech here, and so much more to where he's adding emphasis and like letting you know, hey, listen to this dummy kind of thing is, is how that comes across right there. Let me back it up so you can see. Here to do and so much more. This week we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. Why? Wait, what? A very important word? Why is he telling us luck is a very important word? And of course, what's he saying here to the next? And prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, 
a very no, to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration. Okay, a new administration this week. So by all, I mean, it's pretty hard to bend that one. He's saying Biden's going to be uh, sworn in or a new administration is going to be sworn in. You know, the people that want to say uh, the military is taking over, that's not what I think I would infer from that. You know, like if I were trying, if I were trying to imply that that might be going on, I think I could come up with something different, if that makes sense. And pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend. But what is their goal? He's saying he's, he wishes them luck in keeping America safe and prosperous. What's coming here? And our best wishes. And we also want them to have luck. A very important word. I'd like to begin by thanking mm. just a few of the amazing people who made our remarkable journey possible. Mm. To my chief of staff, I also want to take a moment to thank a we are a nation of incredible, decent, faithful, and peace-loving citizens who all want our country to thrive and flourish and be very, very successful and good. We are a truly magnificent nation. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our capital. Political violence. So they did a cut right there. This is a recorded speech, not live. And it's, you know, you can, you can tell when his mannerisms changed, like there was a break or something in there. He lost his momentum that he was speaking with. Violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I had not spent my career as a politician, but as a builder looking at open skylines and imagining infinite possibilities. And this is, I think, his uh, most redeeming quality and probably the reason that I like him uh, more than, uh, you know, that I think he stands out amongst all the other presidents is he was an outsider and he was hated by the Democrats and he was hated by the Republicans. That's a good thing because this whole system is corrupt and it wasn't, it, you know, you're not going to get change from somebody on the inside who's compromised by, you know, what we're now finding out is, you know, everything we just went through. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless. As Someone's asking if it's a green screen. Uh, I think yes, absolutely. Let me see if I can uh, get out of the way here. If you kind of look around uh, the edge of him, I, I'm not sure where he is. I think the podium's real. I think he's real. And then I think this time that the flags in the background, uh, like right above me and, and the ones over there, I think those are part of the image as well. So the previous one, the flags were in the room, kind of in front of the green screen, and they looked good, but then the, they didn't, it, I think it was the depth of field uh, from the camera didn't really work with the flags being real and the picture that was projected on the green screen was kind of the problem. Here it's much more crisp, but he's very much 
a cutout. I mean, I know they've got to have good lighting on them, but yeah, I, I think it's a green screen. And I kind of watched the shoulder, his, uh, his shoulder right around here. As long as we put America first. So I left behind my former life. And there's like a, just a little bit of a line there. I, I don't know. I, I would lean towards green screen. And stepped into a very difficult arena, but an arena nevertheless with all sorts of potential, if properly done. America had given me so much, and I wanted to give something back. Together with millions of hardworking patriots across this land, we built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. We also built the greatest economy in the history of the world. It was about America first because we all wanted to make America great again. We restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation. And that means the whole nation. With the support and prayers of the American people, we achieved more than anyone thought possible. Nobody thought we could even come close. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history. We slashed more job-killing regulations than any administration had ever done before. We fixed our broken trade deals, withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership and the impossible Paris Climate Accord. He did all of these things, right? Like, this is all true. These are, these are, I would say, accomplishments, right? These entangling alliances lead to global government. And he withdrew from one after another after another. Negotiated the one-sided South Korea deal, and we replaced NAFTA with the groundbreaking USMCA. That's Mexico and Canada a deal that's worked out very, very well. Also, and very importantly... And of course, the U.S. was not getting the greatest deal out of NAFTA. That moved all kinds of jobs to the South. And this, I, I haven't dug into this uh, MCA one. I remember we talked about it, I think, when it came out, that that was one of the things that he had done as well. So there are some, I think, decent accomplishments here. We imposed historic and monumental tariffs on China, made a great new deal with China. But before the ink was even dry, we <laughs> and the whole world got hit with the China virus. Our trade relationship was rapidly changing. Billions and billions of dollars were pouring into the U.S., but the virus forced us to go in a different direction. The whole world suffered. But America outperformed other countries economically because of our incredible economy and the economy that we built. Without the foundations... Mm, yeah, no. The economy was gutted. Um, ...and footings. Now, what he has done, which I think is absolutely what's needed, is try to bring manufacturing back to the U.S., I don't know how successful he's been doing that. Uh, I mean, the, the again, the problem is all of these regulations that have made it cheaper to do business elsewhere and all of the bureaucracy and so forth, that raises the bar. It raises the cost of production, and we're the ones who end up paying for it. So then the jobs go elsewhere 
because of that, not because, you know, America can't do it. It's uh, anyway. So, you know, he's made some accomplishments there, but when he starts talking about how great he's made the economy, this economy is a, is a junker running on fumes, right? It wouldn't have worked out this way. We wouldn't have some of the best numbers we've ever had. We also unlocked our energy resources and became the world's number one producer of oil and natural gas by far. Powered by these policies, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. We reignited America's job creation and achieved record low unemployment for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women, almost everyone. Income soared, wages boomed, the American dream was restored, and millions were lifted from poverty in just a few short years. It was a miracle. Stock market set one record after another, with 148 stock market highs during this short period of time, and boosted the retirement. Of course, the stock market is bullshit. You know, it's propped up by Fed money printing. It's the only thing keeping it up. And the reason they do that is because it's a symbol of, uh, or it's one of the primary metrics used to evaluate the state of the U.S. economy. So that whole thing is a lie, right? But he's telling you why he did it right here. Who does that benefit? Retirements and pensions of hardworking citizens all across our nation. 401ks are at a level they've never been at before. We've never seen numbers like we've seen. And that's before the pandemic and after the pandemic. I'm so great. <laughs> so, you know, if we're, the theory is, the Fed's being bankrupted and has been with all these trillions printed and stacked on their books because you also have uh, Mucha Mnuchin doing that swap deal where the Treasury authorizes the Fed to print or you know something like that. And the, the story goes they're going to be left holding the bag in an empty Washington, D.C. because the corporation's you know being dissolved. And then what do they do? And, and my question is, well, how do they roll out their new gold-backed dollar, which we think is coming? I don't know. Do some people not get to exchange because they were on the naughty list? I, I, I'm not sure. But something, something interesting, I think, could be in the works along those lines. And it kind of makes sense that he went through, this is what else he's going to go through here, and spent all of this, you know, Fed money to upgrade the military, to, uh, you know, fix some of these various things. We rebuilt the American manufacturing base, opened up thousands of new factories, and brought back the beautiful phrase, made in the USA, to make life better for working families. We doubled the child tax credit and signed the largest ever expansion of funding for child care and development. We joined with the private sector to secure commitments to train more than 16 million American workers for the jobs of tomorrow. When our nation was hit with the terrible pandemic, we produced not one, but two vaccines, 
with record-breaking speed, and more will quickly follow. Oh, they boy. said it couldn't be done, but we did it. They called it a medical miracle, and that's what they're calling it right now, a medical miracle. Because you're so Another great. Another administration would have taken three, four, <sighs> five, maybe even up to 10 years to develop a vaccine. We did it. Trillion dollars in economic relief, saved or supported over 50 million jobs, and slashed the unemployment rate in half. These are numbers that our country has never seen before. We created choice and transparency in healthcare, stood up to Big Pharma in so many ways, but especially in our effort to get favored nations clauses added, which will give us the lowest prescription drug prices anywhere in the world. We passed VA choice, VA accountability, right to try, and landmark criminal justice reform. We confirmed three new justices of the United States Supreme Court. We appointed nearly 300 federal judges to interpret our Constitution as written. For years, the American people That's going real well. pleaded with Washington to finally secure the nation's borders. I am pleased to say we answered that plea and achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. We have given our brave border agents and heroic ICE officers the Well, if I guess we compare that with the election, uh, that and $5 will get me a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Tools they need to do their jobs better than they have ever done before and to enforce our laws and keep America safe. We proudly leave the next administration with the strongest and most robust border security measures ever put into place. This includes historic agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, along with more than 450 miles of powerful new wall. We restored American strength at home and American leadership abroad. The world respects us again. Please don't. I think there's some truth to what he's saying right there. Um with what he's gone around and stopped being a pushover about all this stuff and, you know, actually issuing some ultimatums. Like, you pay for these troops that we're putting in your country or we send them home. Uh, oh, and, you know, there was the thing with... Um, uh, he was telling the other story about some agency not wanting to uh, do whatever, and they cut off funding for him, and a month later they called. That was in the, the wall, the border wall thing that got pulled down off of YouTube because, you know, that was hate speech, apparently, talking to a bunch of law enforcement. <laughs> Don't lose that respect. Well, we reclaimed our sovereignty by standing up for America at the United Nations, and withdrawing from the one-sided global deals that never served our interest. Another good and move. NATO countries are now paying hundreds of billions of dollars more than when I arrived just a few years ago. It was very unfair. We were paying the cost for the world. Now the world is helping us. And perhaps most importantly of all, with nearly $3 trillion, we fully rebuilt the American military all made in the USA. We launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces and oh, <clears throat> that one I think is not one <clears throat> ah, losing my voice is not one to be overlooked. 
right? They took trillions of dollars, a trillion dollars, probably. I forget what he said right there. But I mean, it was some serious money and bought all new equipment. Most importantly of all, with nearly $3 trillion, trillion. we fully rebuilt the American military. So here, Fed, give me all of your paper dollars and I'm going to spend it to upgrade our military and then we're going to kick you guys to the curb. At least that's potentially what we might be in the middle of kicking off tomorrow. Of course, yeah, it's been going on for years. Or we're all just crazy and there's nothing to any of this. And uh, tomorrow, Joe Biden will be our duly elected president because he is. Okay, let's keep going here. There's a little bit left. All made in the USA. We launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces in 75 years, the Space Force. And last spring... <laughs> Did you hear how he accented the Space Force? He loves this. I stood at Kennedy Space Center <laughs> in Florida and watched as American astronauts returned to space on American rockets for the first time in many, many years. We revitalized our alliances and rallied the nations of the world to stand up to China like never before. We obliterated. Now, we've gone through Pompeo's tweets. That's what, you know, was in the midst of that countdown, 54321, and then zero across 17 tweets, remember? And that's what exactly what that was. He's been going around building these alliances to counter the nefarious kind of under dealings of China and what they're doing around the world. The ISIS caliphate and ended the wretched life of its founder and leader, al-Baghdadi. We stood up to the oppressive Iranian regime and killed the world's top terrorist, Iranian butcher Qasem Soleimani. We recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. As a result of our bold diplomacy and principled realism, we achieved a series of historic peace deals in the Middle East. Nobody believed it could happen. The Abraham Accords opened the doors to a future of peace and harmony, not violence and bloodshed. It is the dawn of a new Middle East, and we are bringing our soldiers home. I am especially proud. Now, uh, there's a, a press conference after you know, also, I think it was today where some of the officials were talking about the progress that they've made in the Middle East and normalizing relations with Israel, with these other partners and the first uh, airline flight, commercial airline flight. And they're like, OK, you guys have your differences here, but start opening up ways to interact with each other is kind of the approach that they took. Because, you know, something new was needed, and that's how you build bridges, right? You allow people to meet and realize we're not that different after all kind of thing. Sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they have made a lot of progress, and what he's saying I think is, is true there. You know, that you have to realize the press... Um, they've been not just propagandizing you to like the bad things, but also ignoring that there is any good things going on in his administration. Like you could ask, you could probably go around and ask a Democrat, uh, you know, about any of these things and they're not probably not going to know 
they might, if there were 50 things that you pulled out of this speech, they might know about two of them. Maybe. It would be my guess. Like, that's how uninformed they are because they're captured by the propaganda, right? So this kind of thing is, I think, important to look at and take an honest look at as well. And y'all know I'm not a fan of Trump or Biden, Democrat or Republican. I don't even like the libertarians. <laughs> but uh, there is, I think, value in taking an honest look at results. Proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new wars. Above all, we have reasserted 100%. the sacred idea that in America, the government answers to the people. Our guiding light, our North Star, our unwavering conviction has been that we are here to serve the noble, everyday citizens of America. Our allegiance is not to the special interests, corporations, or global entities. It's to our children, our citizens, and to our nation itself. As President, my top priority, my constant concern, has always been the best interests of American workers and American families. I did not seek the easiest course. By far, it was actually the most difficult. I did not seek the path that would get the least criticism. I took on the <laughs> tough battles, the hardest fight. That's all very much true. He did not give a shit. <clears throat> He's like me, I'm gonna do me. I don't care. <laughs> Y'all just deal with it. It's the most difficult choices because that's what you elected me to do. Your needs were my first and last unyielding focus. This, I hope, will be our greatest legacy. Together, we put the American people back in charge of our country. We restored self-government. We restored the idea that in America, no one is forgotten because everyone matters and everyone has a voice. We fought for the principle that every citizen is entitled to equal dignity, equal treatment, and equal rights, because we are all made equal by God. Everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, to have their voice heard, and to have their government listen. You are loyal to your country, and my administration was always- They have zero incentive to listen right like there's generally not any consequences if they don't listen right there's generally they file charges against you and they're wrong the charges just get dismissed and they've spent your money not theirs there's no consequences for them you have to pay for all of it but not them is loyal to you we worked to build a country in which every citizen could find a great job and support their wonderful families. We fought for the communities where every American could be safe and schools where every child could learn. We promoted a culture where our laws would be upheld, our mm. heroes honored. No, that's, that's not true. You have an organization that is, is just as corrupted by the power and by the monopoly on violence that when they make a wrong step, make a wrong turn, it gets swept under the rug instead of dealt with. Our history preserved and law-abiding citizens are never taken for granted. Well, everybody's breaking the law nowadays because, you know, he was standing by a stack of them taller than him, you know, multiple sets of pages. 
There are so many laws, so many regulations. There's a book, I think it's three felonies a day is the average number of felonies you commit. So they've created this environment where there's so many laws, they can basically target anybody and find a reason to prosecute them, which is you know great for them whenever they need to get somebody out of the way. Americans should take tremendous satisfaction in all that we have achieved. I mean, remember the Shadowgate documentary lady? What happened during the premiere? They send the police out to arrest her for burglary, and then what happens later? Oh, charges dropped. Somebody should be in jail for that. Eve together. It's incredible. Now, as I leave the White House, I have been reflecting on the dangers that threaten the priceless inheritance we all share. As the world's most powerful nation, America faces constant threats and challenges from abroad. But the greatest danger we face is a loss of confidence in ourselves, a loss of confidence in our national greatness. A nation is only as strong as its spirit. We are only as dynamic as our pride. We are only as vibrant as the faith that beats in the hearts of our people. No nation can long thrive that loses faith in its own values, history, and heroes. For these are That's the true. very sources. Why do you think they had him attack all the statues? Of our unity. Same thing happened in Venezuela before it collapsed. And our vitality. What has always allowed America to prevail and triumph over the great challenges of the past has been an unyielding and unashamed conviction in the nobility of our country and its unique purpose in history. We must never lose this conviction. We must never forsake our belief in America. The key to national greatness lies in sustaining and instilling our shared national identity. That means focusing on what we have in common, the heritage that we all share. At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech, and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place in America. It's not even... It's happening. It's happening in a big way. There are witch hunts being planned to go after the Trump supporters. They're demanding the resignation of anybody who, uh, who wanted to question the election results. This was the Reichstag. That's what the Capitol insurrection was. It was an inside job by the bad guys to push their narrative. And social media is right there along with them to remove people like me from having a voice on their platform so that they don't, the normies aren't exposed. I mean, the, the Russian collapse, the revolution, whatever you want to call it, that happened over there. It was the dog walkers revolution. Why? Because you had all these people in the government who knew that what they were seeing on the news was a complete lie. And they got tired of watching it. They didn't want to sit there with their loved ones while they were being lied to by the people that were paying for them, that you know they were getting a check, a paycheck from and pretending like it wasn't a lie to their families. So they go out walking their dogs. And before long, they noticed, man, there's a lot of people walking their dogs. <laughs> Why are you walking your dog? Oh, 
yeah, that's how that got started. Thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. For nearly 250 years, in the face of every challenge, Americans have always summoned our unmatched courage, confidence, and fierce independence. These are the miraculous traits that once led millions of everyday citizens to set out across a wild continent and carve out a new life in the Great West. It was the same profound love of our God-given freedom that willed our soldiers into battle and our astronauts into space. As I think back on the past four years, one image rises in my mind above all others. Whenever I traveled all along the motorcade route, there were thousands and thousands of people. They came out with their families so that they could stand as we passed and proudly wave our great American flag. It never failed to deeply move me. I knew that they did not just come out to show their support of me. They came out to show me their support and love for our country. This is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must Tell that to the Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. Safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. Uh, yeah, okay. This is ridiculous, but we'll From a great it. hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly. And he does let them have it. From the Forbidden City in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for. And that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the Hand power over to a new administration. Is he talking about Biden? Is he talking about the military? I mean, it sounds like Biden. But I don't know. You guys saw what we covered in the beginning, right? There are troops all over. Like city at 65,000 deployed, not just to D.C., but in these 17, 16, 17, whatever it is, capitals around the country. Something's going on. Meanwhile, all the Russia and Obamagate stuff is coming, like sometime tonight or early in the morning. Going to start seeing it coming out. Last minute, right? 
Oh, uh, Coffin Nail is one of the songs in the inauguration playlist right here. Coffin Nail, as well as uh, Run to the Sun, You Could Be Loved, The Award Tour, Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. I actually saw that performed in concert. And that is real hip-hop. The crap that comes out today, not hip-hop. <laughs> okay. Um... Let's finish up his speech here. Movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. Only just beginning, and then emphasis, there's never been anything like it. I want to watch that again. Movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart, an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. My fellow Amer Fade to black. The best is yet to come. Just what uh, Junior told us. And and his uh, crazy hot wife, <laughs> I think is who that is. I don't know. All right. I think that's what I wanted to cover with you guys. Uh, you know, there's just, there's a lot of interesting things happening around, around the country right now. And there's surprises hopefully hitting us tomorrow. We'll see. And we're, we're going to find out. Which way this is going to go. Don't know what else to tell you. All right. If you guys have questions, you can ask them. It's actually nice. Yeah, we got like 400 or something in here now rather than the normal 15. So uh, ask away, put asterisks in. Um, yeah. So those of you that are wondering, that's how we open the show with uh, this right here. They filed a block and sent me an email that said, uh, you contradicted the gospel of election officialdom. You can't say that there was significant fraud on YouTube. Which I don't know that I even did, but that's how they saw it. So they blocked it, which means I can't, if you look up here, you won't be able to do things like upload, post, stream for one week. And it just happens to be, you know, before the big day tomorrow. It's all coincidence, I'm sure. So there you go. And of course, that was a video that's several days old. They could be waiting to look for the other ones and just wipe the whole channel out. And that'll be the end of that. That's okay. This is more important 
than having uh, a YouTube channel with 42,843 subscribers. <laughs> Do you see how much more you guys know, regardless of what happens tomorrow, how much more you guys know about what went on within your government? Has it changed your thinking at all? It's, it has mine, and I knew a lot of this stuff beforehand. I mean, wow, what a journey. Okay, we got some questions here. Let's see what y'all want. You said you were an engineer. Uh, what discipline, and why did you decide to stop? So electrical engineer, but I went in uh, to telecom. Uh, worked for GTE, which became Verizon. Uh, in their traffic engineering department, and we did like trunking studies, helped forecasting, uh, provide um, calculations and stuff for for forecasting based on traffic patterns. We would match up trunking data with traffic, um, and then I went over to Hewlett Packard. Uh, they spun us off into Agilent shortly after that. That was like 2000, and worked there for seven years to consulting to all the telecom companies like AT&T and Sprint and others on, you know, helping them. I was like a data analytics person. So I got kind of away from engineering and was in data analytics and would do studies on, at the time, the largest HP computer that they made, the, the Superdome, <laughs> which now is probably something you could have the equivalent power of in your house if you wanted something really noisy. Um, but we do studies on call detail records, SS7, that sort of thing, and find correlations and fraud and patterns and so forth. So I kind of have a mind for this stuff. And I just, I, I don't know, I wasn't happy uh, doing that. And it kind of, the environment changed and there was a downturn after downturn in telecom. And I was also on more of the legacy side. Now, by the end of it, I was so ready to go. And then I went to New Hampshire for a couple of years as part of the Free State Project, started doing media production, activism, came back, ran a farm, a little raised chickens, and sold them at the Dallas Farmer's Market for a while, got divorced after having a kid, and then uh, here I am. So and I've been making these XRP videos and crypto videos and for a few years, and now I'm kind of expanding it out into something a little different. So, uh, you know, like I had a closet, it got, it got kind of ridiculous because I would go on these trips and you're at the hotel and just bored as shit. And so I would uh, go shopping. I'd find cool places to go shopping and find really cool clothes because uh, I don't know. And I had, at one point I had like 45 pairs of shoes, I think, or maybe even in the fifties. <laughs> so then I built a shoe rack to go in my closet that had exactly 34 spots for shoes. And I got rid of, whittled it down to the 34 essential, only essential shoes that I like had to have, right? And then whenever I wanted to buy new ones, I had to think of the one that I was gonna give up to put in the spot. And so, <laughs> yes, I have more shoes than some of my girlfriends, or I used to, now not so much. Ah. <laughs> uh, I have this recorded. Um, I'll try it, it's it's recording now. I'll try and get it uploaded. The problem is it's like two or three gigs because they're two hours long and it's going to be 
you know, it's like a eight, six or eight hour upload on my connection. Um, but I could put it up probably on Rumble for you guys. I know the video is crappy. I can't do anything about that. There was a rant in the beginning even where I'm like, fuck people. Do you want to just sit here and keep complaining about something I can't do anything about? I've explained that. It's like, I'm trying to fix it. I don't know what the problem is. It just all of a sudden started again. So anyway, all right. Have you got access to the Maxwell files? Not yet. Uh, I will probably right after the live stream be searching for them. So if somebody's got a link or something, get it to me and I'll, otherwise I'll sluice around and see if I can find it. Uh, oh yeah, we never did. Hold on. Let me go. There's something here I want to show you guys. Actually, let me do it this way. And put it right there. So here, this is another one of those kind of theory things, like take it with a grain of salt, just like we did the TV uh, station that we covered earlier. Same kind of thing. But I think this one makes some sense, right? Um, and there's actually two things here that we probably should talk about. Uh, why is DC full of the military? It's not to protect the thief from Americans, but rather uh, to protect us and give America back to the people. Trump will not be sworn in as the uh, 45th president of the United States on January 20th. Trump will take office as the 19th president of the United States on March 4th under the restored Republic. Now we're getting into the whole legal conspiracy theory kind of thing. Who knows? Um, you believe you live in a nation called the United States of America. That nation hasn't existed since 1871 when this country ceased being a nation and became a corporation belonging to the city of London. Uh, every time you see an American flag with gold fringe and gold tilt attached to uh, attached, it represents the corporation, not the country. Now, interesting back here. That's exactly what you see is the gold flag, the gold fringe on the flags. And people in the chat are pointing out they're wrinkled. They're never wrinkled. Why are they wrinkled? Well, I don't know if that's true or not. Interesting, but they are definitely wrinkled. Could they steam them and press them? You would think so. Um, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's keep reading this. Uh, this is the reason you can never make progress financially. Well, no, I think it's because they're debasing the money. Uh, this is why the law always seems to be against the average citizen and the elite literally get away with murder and worse things. If Biden, Pence, Harris, Pelosi, etc., are arrested for their crimes before January 20th, there will be uh, no one to assume the presidency. Since Trump was not certified as the presidential winner by the Congress, he cannot remain president. If there is no president on January 20th, the corporation known as the United States of America will be dissolved magically like that. I, eh, I don't know, okay? Um, the Rothschild banking head died of a heart attack last week, okay? So weird things like that, the imply maybe there's some fringe fiber of truth to this seem to be happening uh, as far from proves it 
okay. The military will then become the guardians of the nation during the transition. The people will then be given irrefutable proof that the election was stolen by uh, foreign entities and Trump was chosen by a landslide. Trump then assumes the presidency as the 19th president of the United States. I think they'd have new elections, but I, I don't know. It's just, a, you know, it's an interesting thing to kind of think about, right? Like maybe that's, that's one possibility here. I don't know. Now, there's also, let me see. I may not have, uh, there's one more thing I know I haven't hit that I want to touch on. And it's the whole 11-3, 11-6. Somebody in chat, if you've got, you know, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, find a good example that explains how that's the war code, the 11-3, 11-6, 11-9, whatever it is that those aren't dates, those are sections in the Pentagon war code or something like that that talks about occupation and so forth. Somebody find me a good link that explains that and we'll we'll throw it in and I'll just answer some questions in the meantime from uh, from you guys in chat. Okay. Yep, it's being recorded. Uh, secret of, okay. Secret of the 1871 is that confirmed, improved, or just speculation? Uh, I, as far as I know, it's speculation. I mean, there's people that have researched it and can talk you through the whole thing. Is that coherent? I don't know. I don't know. But that, like the whole gold fringe thing and admiralty law and we're at sea and you're a vessel and that stuff's been floating about for years and you can watch those guys in court and it never really goes very well right so if that's the truth the judges don't know about it right uh what cities are the garden any correlation to voter voted fraud uh well so we went through the ones that we had videos for in the beginning i don't want to go back through all those i don't know exactly what it is uh if somebody in the comments knows and can link me something that will answer that for us I'll, uh, I'll talk about it. Okay. Gold fringe is that it originated in, in the U.S. Army. Another theory is that it used to designate admiralty courts. Yep, that's the one I've heard, uh, which operates under martial law or maritime law is what I've heard as well. In other words, it's a military court that upholds law and order for a civilian population rather than the normal government or judicial system. Okay, interesting. Um. When we get to this 11.3, 11.6 thing, I think you'll see kind of what might actually be at play here. It talks about uh, the military being able to occupy a district without declaring martial law. Look at what's happened to D.C. That's exactly what's going on. Um, yep. So we watched, the, we watched the whistleblower testimony about the judges that's in this episode all these will also be, uh, at least on DLive and uh, Twitch, there'll be replays available, but there'll be the skip, you know, the not-so-great bandwidth. Uh, but you'll be able to at least listen to them. I'll get the podcast out, hopefully tonight, and then uh, upload it somewhere. A good, a good copy. Okay. Transporter... Erector is up in DC. Have you heard about this? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've seen there's the tower thing in front of the White House, which is interesting. Uh, 
appreciate you sacrificing your YouTube channel for covering this. Yeah, no problem. I, I'm not going to let these people silence me with their right speak. I mean, that's this is Orwellian. If you don't fucking talk about it now, when are you going to? How much worse does it have to get? How much more power do they need to grab before you are motivated to actually do something about it, to talk about it, to wake people up to what's happening, to expose the dangers? What does it take? Charlie Ward says networks blocked for 72 hours to play eight hour segment. Yeah, Charlie Ward is full of shit. Okay, so we covered that, where he got that from. I showed people, he doesn't like to show his sources because he wants to wants everybody to think that like he's got all these insiders who know. So if you go back and watch in the show, I addressed exactly that. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> You changed my whole life. I have no idea what you mean by that, but okay. Why not go on Rumble? Yeah, I could. Um, can you live stream on Rumble? I don't know. I know I can on DLive. I mean, I am. I'm on two platforms. I'd rather be on multiple platforms than a single one right now. <laughs> Use my YouTube channel if you want. Rename it. We're in the lifeboats. Uh, you know, I could do something like that. If you want to get me a stream key uh, on on Twitter, just message me. I mean, it would probably kill it, but assuming you can live stream, because I think there's like a requirement for a thousand followers or something before you're able to. Uh, but if somebody wants to do that, I will uh, update it and just push my content out. So, and anybody that wants to download these and create a channel where you upload my videos the next day or whatever, you're welcome to do that as well. So I don't, I'm not in this for, you know, the views and all that. It's to get these ideas out there. Okay. Uh, like illegal voting patterns. <laughs> uh, if this is the end of Trumpdom, do you see uh, your revenge as building your crypto portfolios? Um, I mean, cryptos, uh, what's happening in crypto is, uh, affected by politics, but it's not controlled by politics. It will drive politics, right? Because we have an alternative to printed money where they keep inflating and it buys less and less to sound money that appreciates in value in comparison to the printed money and it will eventually buy more and more. Where do you want to keep your wealth? I mean, that's going to be a no-brainer here very soon, and fiats will die as a result of that. So, you know, Trump-Biden doesn't matter. That game is still in play and on. It, you know, if Trump gets in and we get a gold standard, it's going to um, lengthen out the, the transition that occurs because you, you will actually have of uh, sound or gold-backed money that's m more sound, but I, I they're going to have to do like a um, some kind of fractional backing to where they can slide the scale, unless they're just not going to print any more money, which I don't think they're going to do. <laughs> so that's uh, that's why basically, if if that's what we get as a as a monetary instrument for the American people to use of fiat backed by gold uh it would slow the adoption of crypto whereas with biden and 
I'm going to print two, how about $2 trillion more? And uh, ice cream ponies because they have no bones <laughs> or whatever. That's going to like hit the gas pedal for crypto adoption because it's going to make the inflation get here that much faster. Right. And, and they're already, the feds already said like, yeah, we're going to let inflation happen. And I think it's because they have no choice. This is the end game. And they couldn't stop inflation at this point if they wanted to, because they're printing so much money to prop up the markets and everything else. The whole system comes down if they stop. So they can't stop, which is why they have to come out and say, yeah, we're not concerned if inflation runs a little hot because they can't do shit about it. Okay. Is the Ice Age farmer about the coming, uh, accurate about the coming global food shortage famine? Yes. I, I don't know to the degree that he's accurate. You know, I think he looks at so much um, like fear porn, even though it's, it's real. It's all real stuff. But he might be jaded, skewed a little bit towards it's worse than it is, but absolutely a concern. Um, there's going to be, you know, meat's going to get really, really expensive because of all of this stuff that's coming because the food shortages will cause, uh, you know, slaughtering of the herds. Remember, you know, when the pigs had to get killed because of the disruption to the marketplace. And I told people, go find a farmer up there, go slaughter your own pig if you can. And, you know, get paid, take advantage of these opportunities. Um, I think, you know, we'll see that process again if this turns out to be a big deal for next year. And feed prices will go up, so meat prices will go up. They'll have to thin their herds out and, and thin them down a little bit. There's going to be, yeah, there's, I, it's, it's something you should be concerned about, like, I, I did the when this whole COVID thing started. We went into I, I look behind me. That's food under this these bins in there with that map. That's all food in there. And it's been there for years, <laughs> so that should give you an idea of what I think about what's coming. Okay, and then when COVID hit, we went into high gear with prepping even more. So. Uh, it's it's not something to just ignore. And like, that's part of the lesson for today. Fuck people, I've been telling you for a month. YouTube's going away. Y'all should try out these other platforms, set up an account, go watch the stream from Twitch instead of YouTube or go watch on DLive or, you know, somewhere else, Periscope, whatever, get away from YouTube. They're going to take me off their platform. And how many of you did it? Well, a few hundred out of, of, out of 40, 20,000, right? This is what happens when you don't prepare. There's a lot of people running around. I see them in the comments going, how do we, what, can we replay this? Will it do this? What are we, why isn't it on YouTube? <laughs> it's like, guys, this is what will happen if you don't prepare, except it, what it's going to be. What are we going to eat, Dad? Uh, haven't heard about federal prison lockdowns. If you've got an article, uh, tweet that at me, please. I want to see it. Okay. A lot of information coming out about the 
1871 organic act idea uh, worth a little bit of review. Okay. I uh, can't see why Trump would station 60,000 troops in D.C. to protect Biden's inauguration. Now, I think the 60, 65,000 are spread out around the U.S. 25,000, maybe more, are in D.C. But yeah. And then one of the other kind of conspiracy things people pointed to, I, uh, I'm pretty sure Bonfire Guy um, hit it. Give me just a second here. And let me see. Pretty sure he tweeted about it, and it was something I saw kind of early this morning. Um, <clears throat> there's a lady freaking out about the ships off the coast of L.A. Now, most of them are cargo ships, and, um, you know, like that's something I'd pay attention to is all the global shipping and so forth that's, that's uh, going on. And there are oil tankers, like, parked and idling not one and i think we've covered that previously on shows but like 50 off the coast of houston off the coast of la and so forth waiting to kind of come in and uh get their get their cargo offloaded or get their tanks drained um well some lady in california posted a video of them like lining the coast I don't know if that's normally how they do it or why they're doing it that way. Shoot, I don't see it. You're letting me down, bonfire guy. Um, no, no. Mm, here they are. So here's a shipping container, a high cube, 40-foot shipping container that's been modified to hold and launch rockets from it, right? So, like, those cargo ships could just as easily have been retrofitted with uh, surface-to-air missiles to attack major U.S. cities. Who knows? And it could be, you know, every fifth cargo ship or something yeah we don't know but like that's and here's the video and there are you know those are all ships out there you can barely see them but there she's zooming in so there's like one two three four five Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and a couple of Derricks. And then I think maybe some more. Yeah, twenty. Whatever. Anyway, they're always out there. Are they always lining the coast like that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked through all the comments, but yeah, and there's another example of the missiles that could be fired from rail or from from ship. So that might be another aspect to what's going on. Like Biden's plan A, Chinese invasion is plan B. And that's what they could have been expecting. And that's why we have 65,000 National Guard deployed to major cities. I don't know.
but it's certainly, uh, it's, I'd say, in the realm of possibilities. Okay, have you heard about the U.S. flag that is vertical lines for peacetime? No, I haven't. Uh, JFK Jr. coming back tomorrow? I don't think so, but some people say that. I don't know. You can live stream on Rumble. You would have to look into it. Okay. I mean, I just don't want to get stuck to one platform. That's the problem. Uh, for those of us who fell down this rabbit hole, researching crypto and finance and not after P, you have uh, been a beacon of light. Okay. Thank you. All right. Motherfuckers don't listen. Yeah, no, they don't. What do you do, right? You tell them, you tell them, look, Bitcoin is $13.50. I think you should buy some. Do they listen? Fuck no, motherfuckers don't listen. That's the problem. If everybody would listen to me, the world would be a great place. That's the end of the show right there. No. <laughs> what do you think about Bill Gates buying farmland? You know, they're not making any more of it. It's uh, pretty expensive to do, so... I, I just think, you know, it's an investment. Who knows? Is, does he have plans for it? Or does he just think that food's going to be scarce and that will make him even more money? I, I think it's probably the latter. Is he a bad guy, though? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, don't know that it's even going to matter here soon. So we'll see. Sidebar, have you looked into Ezra's eagle prophecy? Oh, I, I got a link to it, but I... I, and I read parts of it, but I haven't, there's somebody sent me a really good summary that I just haven't had time to read yet. Um, but I have the kind of the gist of it with, you know, shorter term presidents, longer term, two terms or longer feathers and so forth. Uh, have you heard about the Chinese missile batteries? Yep. So that's what I just showed you. What do you think will be the most important skills to acquire in the following years? So it's whatever your I mean, we're moving into a digital economy. Um, there's so many, it's not really an easy question to answer for who. For someone in high school right now, I'd say do something in blockchain, 100%. Find, find some way, whatever you want to do, do it in blockchain or in crypto uh, or in, you know, Something along those lines. Um, as far as like survival, if we're going into an ice age and all of that stuff, uh, you know, like I was talking to a friend that's a nurse and I'm like, do you have a, do you have a kit? You know, do you, if you have these skills that you're a nurse and you can do basic triage, that's a really valuable skill in that kind of environment where we're not getting food from the grocery stores and hunting and farming and living in small communities spread out rurally. That's probably what it would look like to a large degree. Um, do you have a kit where you can actually perform your skills? Cause you've got, you know, needles that uh, you can stitch up wounds with that are sterilized and packs ready to go. And you know, your scissors and tape and all the stuff that you need. And so it's, you know, having those skills, having basic, knowledge I, i've talked about this in the shit at the fan uh episode that's one you guys can go back and watch um i think there's there's so much but it's 
uh, have some kind of skill that you can contribute, at least for SHTF kind of scenario. If the world goes on like normal and this is just a bump in the road kind of thing, as I hope it will be, you know, there's tremendous opportunities with the whole global financial system. It really is like going from the early first computers that were able to send emails to today's smartphone that can, uh, you know, that's what that's what's happening to money. That's what's happening to money. And there's so many opportunities there. It's unreal. Okay. The coast of LA is one of the busiest places for cargo arrival and departure. Totally normal. Plus that place is always congested. So that's what I thought. Thank you. Um, Cause I, you know, like I've seen, they'll sometimes put them in a circle, like a little bit off the coast and they just hang out there for weeks. Um, so it also at the same time doesn't mean one of these couldn't be hidden on one of those cargo ships and the crew knows absolutely fuck all about it, right? Like the Chinese lied, they got it loaded on the ship and they can activate it by satellite or by, you know, radio control from a plant on the ship or something like that. All of that's possible. So... Video of Trump's uh, speech regarding keeping Guantanamo Bay open longer for who? Yeah, we're, we're going to find out, I think. Ham radio frequency, if the internet ends, we need to stay connected, pass on the truth. I don't have anything, you know, I have my handhelds that are two meter. That's it. But yeah, it, having ham radio skills, that is a good thing like I, that's reminding me i need to go charge them up right now and make sure the batteries are all fresh because uh, that is if we end up in some kind of thing where comms go down for the continental u.s just like was in that thing uh to where your cell phone doesn't work to where you know you may not even have gps working so you're gonna have to go back to paper maps that was one of the things i told you to go get months ago to keep an eye out for at the used bookstore that kind of stuff becomes real valuable if that happens. And as soon as it happens, poof, that stuff is gone. Just like, just like my fucking YouTube channel. Are you learning here? Life skills, people. <laughs> we'll see. I, I mean, who knows? I think it's done, but they'll probably find some more and just take it offline. But whatever. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. And if they want to take the YouTube channel down, go for it. Okay, why do they call the boat transport cargo, but when it's by car, it's called a shipment? I don't know, Kat. That's a good question. <laughs> why do they call football football and soccer soccer when football's played with your hands and soccer's played with your feet? All right. I think that's it. Let me see. Oh, no, I guess nobody found that 11.3 thing. Let me see if I can find it here real quick for you guys. I know I saved it. I just don't know where it went, and I think it's worth, uh, worth looking at. No. 
Damn it. I don't know where it is. Well, okay, hold on. Let me see if I can find it maybe on Twitter. If somebody's got the link, found a link, please share it. Or if you sent me one on... Hold on. I'll check in my messages here while you guys can't see them. And nope. Nobody sent that. Um, I am not seeing it. Oh, and there was a weird speech today from Biden talking about, um, uh, is this the one I'm looking for? No. Uh, talking about when he dies, he wants to be a Delawarean or I forget what it was. And he's talking about his brother, Bo, that died in, I think, 2015 and how he should be president. And just it was a strange speech. Strange speech. Um, shoot. Nope. Oh, y'all figured out. <laughs> y'all figured out that I've been taken off YouTube. And they're like, where is he? Where is he? Well, I gave you that stuff weeks ago, didn't I? <laughs> ah, crap. Okay. I can't find it. I will have to look for it. Let me see. Somebody. Oh, there you go. JT, if you're giving me what I'm looking for. Nope, you're not, sir. Okay. So right now, more than... Hold on, let me slow this, turn this down. You can just listen to this. 120 federal prisons are on lockdown. That took effect just after midnight yesterday morning. The Bureau of Prisons pointing out that all of this is precautionary. There's been no specific threat. A possible reason for the nationwide lockdown is that the Bureau is moving some of its special operation teams from prison facilities to Washington to increase the security there. A Bureau of Prison spokesman said the agency was coordinating with officials at the Justice Department to be ready for deployment. Whoa. Oh, was that really loud? Not too. I hope not. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's interesting. So here's the, uh, you know, it doesn't show me We're on lockdown. who this lady is, where this report's from. I mean, it seems prevented, presented professionally enough, and it's citing the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Let me check comments. If anybody's actually validated that this is true. But to me, like, special forces that do what? Prison security? Which way are the fences facing? Inward? It's like they're expecting to arrest a whole bunch of people because they've got prison specialists coming in. <laughs> they're they're uh, deputizing... Marshals by the thousands? I, I wouldn't 
write this uh, write this off yet, folks. I wouldn't write it off just yet. Okay. We'll find out either way, I think. Um, let me see if anybody's found this thing I'm looking for here. Insider trading. Is this it? Maybe. Justice Department closes insider trading investigation into Senator Richard Byrd without criminal charges. Oh, boy. Um, no. Okay, well, motherfucker, hold on. Let me look in one more place and see if I can find it. Uh, where's that going to be? Okay. Is that it right there? No. So basically, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through another site here to see if I can find it. But there is, there was this reference from a drop that had like 11.3, 11.6, and one other one, maybe five or nine, I forget. Uh, in any case, what it suggested, what, the, the community thought that they were date clues at first, like they were time codes. But in fact, they think that they are references to like the war code when you're at war because of an insurrection or, you know, something like that. There's various uh, details around it. And that's kind of what I'm trying to find for you guys and not having much luck with. Um, but basically, they can take over and occupy a territory without declaring martial law which is a really good fit for what we're seeing on the streets in D.C. You know, we looked at some of the videos of that yesterday. I, but I am not finding what I want. There was a huge post on it. <clears throat> okay, here's another, another one from the boards that I'll just read to you guys. Um, so same grain of salt as as the other one about the TV studio and everything else. The inauguration will go ahead as planned on Wednesday. The indictments will be unsealed on Wednesday morning and arrest warrants will be issued. Once everybody's in place for the inauguration, the National Guard will be used to secure the perimeter of the Capitol grounds. Nobody out, nobody in. Marines will be guarding the tunnels underneath the Capitol building to stop anybody from escaping. Yeah, I mean, they certainly could. But is it going to happen? I don't know. As Biden comes out onto the stage, the Secret Service will detain and issue the arrest warrants on approximately 50 to 100 members of the audience, including Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, Obama, Clinton, many of the indictments, including treason charges. They will all be transported to an underground military base by Marines, where they will be tried for their crimes by military tribunal on live television. All televisions will be will automatically tune to into this trial, no matter what station you set it to. All evidence of the crimes will be made public. So, who knows? That might be what we're in for. It might not. Uh, Juan O Seven on Twitter is saying that Chris Miller is in full charge. 
is in full control, which maybe kind of makes sense. I don't know. Ah. Oh boy. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah, whatever. Oh well. Okay. I tagged you about United States Air Force Minutemen ICBM being in DC. Okay, that's interesting. I hadn't seen that. How do you feel about Section 230 now? Still hasn't changed. Hasn't fucking changed, guys. That's not the problem. <laughs> I don't know why you thought it would be. Just because it affected me? No. I have principles. You didn't think I knew this was coming? And if I cared, I would have changed my mind? Changed my tune? This is how you create something better. How much content that people want to watch has left YouTube? Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to wrap up here. It sounds like it's getting slow, and I can't find the thing I wanted to show anyway, so screw it. We'll end it there. Uh, I don't know what time I'll go live. If stuff goes down tomorrow, I, I'll, I'll probably live stream or something. We'll see. But I don't know. I'm just going to sit back and watch and decide from there. That's it, guys. I will see y'all later. Thanks, everybody. Glad you, those of you who made it here live, congratulations. You passed the test. <laughs> Hello. Fake, fake investors.
Dr. Mark scenario, all day on the radio, same seeds on TV, monotonous material. Y'all don't hear me though, the mainstream slang got Bitcoin like it got no hope. We rolling high and holding, this will be pushing fiat stocks. You rather have bank fraud or justice, communism or substance, central banking debt, slavery or freedom. That's like me, don't play ahead, I just stay awake. This real money, promise you we won't stop till we get these banks off the block. They call it big.